So what makes a rock star, right? Is it the leather pants? Is it the incredibly fast shredding fingers? Is it the rock note that they can hit C sharp? But what if I told you, right? What makes a rock star is not the rock star itself. There are virtuosos behind the scene who is able to help create that tone for those guitarists. There are virtuosos who are able to take a 200 ringgit instrument and make it sound like it's blessed by the guitar gods themselves. And guess what? I've got one of those virtuosos with me today. We've got Hanson on the show today. So, what's up Hanson? How's it going? Hey, it's good, man. Hey. Thanks for having me here, Emil. Hey, most welcome, man. So, guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Find the Real, why I believe everyone has a story. It doesn't matter what your background is, what your career is, what you do for a living. You all have an interesting story and my role is to get those interesting stories not just for your entertainment value, but for you to also gain learnings and experiences to better yourselves. And speaking of bettering yourself, here we have Hanson with us lah, who is not just a guitar tech who does who fixes your guitars and make it sound even more better. He's also a guitarist himself. Yeah. All right, so Hanson, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, right? Tell me how you grew up. Um, okay. So I I'm a Chinese Malaysian, so I just grew up just like any Chinese Malaysians, you know. And even tougher than most, I went to Chinese independent high school, which is like You know, according to John Lau, it's like a jail. <laughs> why? Why? Why is that? Though? Why it's, is Chinese it's, independent school? It's so strict. Like that? It's so strict. The 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 academics, the syllabus are so, they are so like squeeze up. It's like a compressor, you know. Just compress <laughs> everything in the six years, brother. It's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, a very like it's not harsh, but it's but like very like squeeze education. Like you have to know a lot of things in a very short amount of times. Okay. Yeah. That's how I grew up. Yeah. But that's where I found uh, the passion to learn guitar as well. Oh, and in school? During school, but not in school though. Uh, because okay. I started learning guitar during my school days. Okay. I feel like I transfer part of that. Uh, I think in in my world, you call excellence mm-hmm. to guitar playing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started learning guitar during. Um, I think when I was 15, now I'm 26, brother. Okay, so when you started learning guitar, did mm. you start learning formally or were you one of the YouTube generation? How did you pick up playing oh, the guitar? Funny enough, it's both. It's both. Okay, okay. So I was very, um, I don't know, a bit slightly rebellious. I like, okay, so I love watching YouTube. I was super big time. I was sitting in front of my, I was sitting in front of my computer for like, Most most of the days, I'll come back from school, sit in front of computers, mm. I'll just listen to all the craziest maniacs out there playing guitars. Um, so who who are these maniacs? Who 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 are you oh, watching to a lot? Oh, yo, brother, the first one is Steve Vai, brother. Hey, bro, we all know. Yeah. It's for the love of God, baby. Yeah. For the love of God, <laughs> I'm tendering, surrendering now. Oh yeah, man. So you know, it's it's not a good introduction, bro. I I gotta <laughs> tell you, it's like as a Christian guitarist. Okay, so. The 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 background to that is uh, I wanted I started learning guitar because I want to play for my church. Ah, so that was the start of it. You yes. wanted to play for your church. Yes. Yeah. But normally, when you want to play for church, right? Mm. Normally, like you listen to jazz of clay and oh, all these kind yo. of bands. So how did Steve I <laughs> enter your body? Yo. You know, <laughs> it's a funny story because I the first guitar I bought is Ibanez. Oh, it's same a, man. My my first guitar was a RG two seventy. 
MIJ made in Japan, baby. Yo, but mine is a Giola. Mine is a Giola. <laughs> Humble beginnings, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I start researching like which guitarist out there plays Ibanez. The uh, first one is yep. Steve I. So my mind just got tainted, man. It's like how he just abuses the guitar, man. And you know, I try to do it in church. People are like, "What are you doing with your guitar, man? We are like, we are here to lead people to God, man, not lead people to you, brother." <laughs> that doesn't sound like worship music oh, to me. <laughs> yo, no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's it started that way. And day and night, night and day, I'll just sit in front of the computer, just listen to Steve I. And I feel like that's where my chops come from. Okay, okay. Yeah, I not attracted to him because of his technicalities, but mm-hmm. more like how he expressed himself through the instrument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but even though it's not really a good start for for usual people, but I think that's that's why go- that's a good one good thing I got from Steve I mm. is you learn how to express your voice through your instrument. Mm-hmm. And being in that Chinese school thing, whole thing, whole fiasco, it's it's such a like breath of fresh air. You know, you get to express yourself through something that people can resonate with. You know, other than you know, you try to get as mu- as higher score as possible for to make your parents proud. You know, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. way to make them proud is you express yourself through. Uh, a sound that they could resonate with. So, so, so that lands on to my next question. Mm. You, you, it's like it's like you're following it exactly right. Mm. So here you are, Chinese school educated, mm. right? Where that pressure is so high, yeah. where the focus on academics is really there, right? Yeah. But you decided, hey, you know what? I found my calling. Mm. It's music. Mm. I wanted to play in church. Mm. I listened to Steve Vai. You know, I got the Holy Spirit of Steve Vai in me. Yo, and you start shredding, on. right? Yo. But here's the question. What did your parents have to say about it? Like, you know, how how was their reaction when they found out that, hey, you know what? This fella looks like he's spending more time on music than the books. That's true, though. That's true, though. Apart <laughs> from YouTube, it's guitar. But surprisingly, not surprisingly, though, my parents are very supportive. Perfect. Very supportive. Uh, you know, I heard so many stories about how, like, Asian parents are. They are not supportive. But my parents, they are super supportive. They are very open-minded. Mm. I feel like, Partly has to do because I'm the youngest child. Okay, okay. And the funny thing is, um, my gap with my the next one mm. is twelve years apart. <laughs> so they are like they just treat me like an extra present, like, You know, just do whatever you want, buddy. Yeah. So I I feel like that's where they they are super supportive for me. And uh, even though we are not super rich, you know, mm. they mm. help buy my first gears, my mm. Ibanez Geo first mm. M. The, Roland Cube, brother. You do remember that, bro? I had I had a Roland Cube and I used it religiously. Now at home, right? In fact, like in the studio, I've got so much of gear here. Yeah. But at home, I practice with you won't believe it, the Boss Katana Mini, Yo. the small one. I use that at home to play. You Yo, know, it was so good. The Katana is crazy. But before Katana, it was the Cube, man. The Cube, I agree. It's, I agree. It kills every like I don't know, man. The JC one twenty tone, the clean Yo, tones are just so sweet. This is you so know? clean. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. That's that's. But they are super supportive. Yeah. They will they, they will just get whatever, and they even then they also bought pedal boards for me, pedals and pedal boards. Yeah. They will support me all the way through the music journey. Yeah. So so I mean I mean that's beautiful. <coughs> I and and I think that's something that I mean I'm a parent myself mm. and that is so important to mm. 
support the passion of your children. Yeah. I, 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 had, I had the same, similar to you, I had parents who were very supportive, oh, you know. So, good. so and, and I believe that if you are supportive, right, it helps grow that individual's passion even more. Yeah. So what you're doing, you don't feel guilty, I assume. Like, you're yeah. like, hey, my parents support me, so it's good, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so here you are, playing in church, right, mm. with supportive parents and stuff. So when it came time for you to grow up, right, what made you choose a career in music versus the typical career in finance, law, or whatever? Oh, yeah. Funny you should mention that because I didn't start I didn't know immediately it was, it was my calling. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, your calling can be anything. But mm. okay, um, I always thought that I was meant to do engineers. Yeah, funny. And now I'm a guitar tech, you know. So it all lines up in the end. Exactly, so sort of, exactly. you know, it's a good, it was a good ending. So um, I I went to a science stream and before that, okay, I, I got to tell you about it. Um, mm. Before I play guitars, I was big time in like, drawing Gundams oh you're a Gundam guy I was super <laughs> into Gundam man. I was like a nerd I was like super nerd I was the best nerd <laughs> I would draw like I'm super good at drawing mm. no friendly I'm not a lot of people know that but I was super good at drawing and every day in class in recess I would draw mm. a Gundam so mm. at the end of the year I would have a pile of like don't know how many Gundams you know so I always thought my calling was actually um going to Japan and draw for all, you know, those Gundam animes, you know? Oh, I, I, so not yeah. being a otaku, but being a manga guy that draws Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was my calling. Not until I found out, man, drawing is super tiring. You kind of sit there. At one point, I spent like two weeks to draw, to draw one art mm. of Gundam. So it mm. was like, no way, man. How am I going to make money out of this? Like two weeks for 200 bucks, you know? It's not going <laughs> to cut it, brother. And I was I wasn't a super patient guy, so after that one, I sort of like quit. And then, uh, 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 among the same time, I started playing guitars. Uh, so the so the drawing <coughs> and the guitar was about the same time when you're developing both these. So when when it ends and it, it mm. starts. Got it. Got yeah. It, got it. But still, I was thinking that you know, I will, you know Gundam is super mechanical, so you mm. know I I think I really love science and mm. engineering. Mm. So around that time, I went to Taiwan to pursue mechanical engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah. And still, I was still playing a lot of guitars. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I feel like going to Taiwan to study mm -hmm. makes me, of course, part of that is makes me super independent. Mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. to wash my clothes. Asians, please let your <laughs> kids wash your clothes. Okay? I agree, dude. Please. Um, <laughs> it's just so, I just found out that I can live on my own, you know? How, how long were you in Taiwan for? Uh, it was supposed to be four years. It's okay. a degree. It's a degree. But okay. I ended up doing just two years okay. because... Mm -hmm. These two years, I just found out I didn't spend a lot of time studying. Mm. But I was going around playing in bands like crazy. Wait, wait. So you mean you were already performing and playing in the I band? I wasn't in performing per se, but there's like clubs, you know, in school mm -hmm. where you can join. Like there's a club for bands, there are clubs for just learning guitars, and I'll just join those musical clubs. Mm -hmm. And I'll just they will occasionally have you know recitals, mm -hmm. and I'll just perform mm -hmm. every time. I'll go mm -hmm. as much as I can. I would spend way too much time playing guitars. <laughs> Not that my grades are bad. My grades are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I found out that, you know, my grades are good. Not because I love them, because I can study well. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. my love for playing guitar is like, it's different. It's like a, there's an there's a inner passion. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. an inner motivation to continuously pursue better expression of 
just playing guitars. And that's mm. different from just be able to study well. It's the totally different motivations. So after two years, I quit the school. Okay. And okay. I came back to Malaysia. And your, par- your parents were okay with this? Super supportive. Mm. I feel like they are more like, you know, please don't go to Taiwan. Please stay in home. <laughs> you know, they're more like that. I feel like, I feel like they're mm, there. The, the, the Asian parents came out already. Yeah, like, yeah, come yeah, home, yeah. stay yeah. home, son. Stay home, son. Yeah. So, yeah. After, right after... But but the point being is I didn't know my calling, uh, I didn't know my real passion was music. Mm. Really, mm. really until like the later school days, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I came back. I was still wandering around. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing this job and that job. Mm. But I really wanted to land a musical job, like I don't know, work in Sweden or something. Okay, okay. Yeah. By that time, uh, I found an advertisement in Jam Tang. Okay. Uh, it was it was John Lau. It was John Lau. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's how it all like like really bloomed. Okay, so yeah. you started with John Lau. Yeah. My okay. first like musical job is with John Lau. Yeah. Okay, okay. Not so even in Taiwan. Yeah. So so what did you do <coughs> with uh, John Lau at this point in time? So John Lau is like a it's it's a musical company then. It was still a musical company now, a uh, guitar company. Uh, mm. so they resell second hand guitars and uh, nowadays they are building their own branded their own branded guitars which is super nice mm. um, what do I do with them is basically a pao kaliao pao kaliao everything okay. also you do like what included in the pao kaliao is I set up their guitars okay. which is very often they will just buy in second hand guitars uh, reset up it mm. uh, make sure it's functional beautiful there was like better than before better than when it started and sell it and mm-hmm. sell it including uh, take pictures of it and post it up and occasionally do some demos for the guitars and all that so uh, the entire process of uh, s- refurbishing the guitar all the way to getting the guitar out of the store I am in charge of it oh nice so which means not only did you learn the art of setting up the guitar yes you also learned the marketing of it yeah. how to take a good photo how yeah. to leverage on social media oh, and things like yeah, that yeah gone through a hard time learning all those stuff no, yeah. but, but I think those are very useful lessons yeah. which I assume that you know that you bring into your current personal business Yo, right now yeah super grateful to John to, for teaching me I mean when you're learning those stuff you're like why are you teaching me all this stuff man I, I just want to get some good bucks you know but now it's like I'm super grateful for John is he just keep teaching me all this stuff that you know if I leave the company you know he's gonna be doomed you know <laughs> yeah, but yeah super grateful for him to teach me all these kind of techniques and I learned how to present a guitar well Okay. Yeah, that's a very important thing for for selling a guitar. I mm-hmm. guess. Shout out to John Lau, man. Yeah, shout out to John Lau. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Love so, you, brother. So, so that's the thing. So when you so you decided I wanted to do something with music, mm. you saw that ad on Jam Tank mm. and uh, John Lau was hiring. Mm. So you went in. Mm. How did you learn? I mean, we'll, we'll, about the whole taking pictures, marketing, and presenting the guitar, that's separate. But more importantly, the technicality of guitar tech and guitar setups. Mm. How did you learn it? I feel like before I even go to John Lau, mm. I only have a sense of you know, this whole guitar tech thing. Because, you know, I, I'm an engineer. Mm. So I used to like set up, you know, I do quote unquote set up because I wasn't really setting up, I was just re- changing the strings. Uh, but then there I learned how the m- whole mechanism of the guitar works mm-hmm. w- even before John mm-hmm. so when mm-hmm. I started joining John um, JL I, I learned how to like the full extents of the entire not just a guitar setup it's like a mm-hmm. how to build a guitar well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he he would taught me all these different different things of 
you know, like string heights, you know, mm. string action. Mm. It's more than just string action. Actually, the break angle makes a difference. Mm. Mm. And uh, I later on learned that, you know, why are we always want the neck to be straight and want the nut to be low? Why is that? What what sound it creates, and mm. that's the art behind it. It's it's not just the feel of it, but what kind of sound you're looking for. Mm. Mm. And later on, you know, we learn refret and all that, and everything about a guitar. Lah. So it all, every single details, every single bite of the guitar has something to do with the sound you're trying to produce and the feel you're trying to. You know, like PRS always say, you put ten in, mm. you want nine point nine out. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the that's the thing with guitar setup. You you're trying to make like a piece of wood and some strings, and you want to put in ten in. You want like nine point nine out. Yeah, I get yeah. it, dude. I mean, yeah. as a as that's a guitarist, the art of setup. Yeah. as as a guitarist myself, like the importance <coughs> of a guitar setup is something that you shouldn't ignore, right? Shouldn't. Yeah. I've um I've had guitars which I thought were you know like non salvageable. Right. Yeah. I've sent it to a few techs, and it's just a matter of again, these these are things that you know I can learn online, but I rather get a professional who knows how to do it yeah. to do it for me, right? And the difference is night and day. Like I mentioned earlier in mm. the podcast, right? You can make a two hundred ringgit guitar mm. sound like it's blessed by the guitar gods, and 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 yeah. all you need is a good setup. Yeah. I mean, I I believe in that as well. Yeah, I believe in that too. Yeah. You're right. Nice. So so here you are. You know, learning the tool of the trade uh, with John Lau guitars, mm. right? Learning the art of setup, the mm. art of presenting a guitar, mm. right? So, what then brought you to a decision of, hey man, I'm going to start my own business? What happened? Uh, okay, this is gonna. I don't know if it's gonna deliver a bad message or what, but in the end of the day, I really want a really good flexible schedule. Mm. So mm. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the entrepreneur businessman side of me, lah. I just, I just like having my own days. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I started developing, you know, throughout working with John. I have some friends, lah, who mm. knew me as mm. uh, a guitar tech, a guitarist, whatever. But at some point, I feel comfortable. You know what? Like John, I really want to do this on my own. Mm. Yeah. I hope you understand. So, uh, in the end, I came out of it. And I started like working crazy. I put myself out there to mm. uh, market myself as a guitar tech. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I've I've seen the promos. You know, yeah. in fact, I've sent a few of my guitars to you. Yeah, right? yeah. You've, you've, I you've, really you've, appreciate you've, it. Yeah, you've done my guitars as well. So you you were doing all the promo and stuff. Yeah, I was doing one man show until now. I still still pretty much one man show. Yeah, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So I would just do marketing myself and do operation myself. Yeah, but it's all. It goes back to the point. I really want. I really needed the flexibilities. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I think that's a fair point. End mm. of the day, some people are wired differently. Yeah. Some people need that, you know, uh, comfort of a nine to five. You know, some people need that structure yeah. in their lives. Yeah. But some people just need a little bit of freedom. Yeah. You know? yeah. But but when you made that decision. I mean, was John? I mean, did, did you and John end on good terms? Was everything we, we okay? We end on good terms mainly because John is such a great guy. Yeah, yeah right, right. but he he just want to see his children bloom, you know. So, <laughs> John, children. your older son. <laughs> I mean, before his two children, he got quite a lot of children. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But he just want to see his children succeed, and he's not he's not like super greedy guy, you know. He mm-hmm. he doesn't want to like, hold you back. Mm-hmm. He understand that you decided on something, and I want to support you. He's super great guy, and I really appreciate it. Uh, 
but basically yeah after I came out of it I learned even more about how this business works and what captures how to create awareness how to build a business mm. and all that so yeah whether it's working with John or apart from John I really learned a lot of things about mm. these industries yeah no that's perfect dude so mm. so right now you know that you're doing your own um, you know Hanson Guitar right yeah Hanson so, Guitar works uh, yeah Hanson Guitar works so <coughs> why don't you tell me a little bit about Hanson Guitar works mm. like for example what kind of services do you provide you know what do you do mm. with Hanson Guitar works okay basically because I was always doing this one man show mm. I don't have a staff to mm. take responsibility of so mm. the, uh, I was doing this for like two years so mm. all this while I'm me working with, with myself I don't care about the salaries <laughs> of course I do <laughs> but it's more like you know I don't care like I was getting exploited or what because this is my business yep, yep, so yep. what I would do with it is I would constantly try to see okay by the way I only provide two services so refret and just mm. a pro setup mm. so refret you know like you need to take out the frets mm. put it back in mm. but pro setup is basically without the taking off and pulling back frets mm. every other aspect of the guitar I will take care of it mm. wiring um, string action polishing frets mm. refurbishing the guitar make sure mm. the electronic works everything and everything about the guitar that I can think of that can make it better mm -hmm. I will my effort on doing it mm. so it started off pro setup it's like a very like you know what i know what i do with john La, i would just do it here mm -hmm. right now it's like all the all my knowledge i'll put in my pro setup mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if mm -hmm. you ask me what i put in my pro setup it's like all of my brain juice i can put on i'll put on it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so now i will go as far as you know just uh not even just leveling the frets mm. i'll level the fret edge mm -hmm. And I redo the fret edge, mm -hmm. and I'll make sure, like, all the the entire fret itself. At one point, I even take like a micro camera and take pictures of my frets <laughs> to make sure that it's actually like just like as clean as an angel, brother. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> so for for the non musicians out there, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You round a fret edge of the guitar so that you know when you move your hands across the neck of the guitar, it's comfortable. It's not sharp, mm. right? I, I mean, that's the main purpose. That's I the assume. main purpose. Yeah. And yep, mainly yep. when you go across the fret, you don't want to feel like you're going through bumps. Yeah. 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 I mean, if your car go through bumps, your your suspension is gonna die one day. Mm -hmm. If you go through like fretboard like that, your skin. You're gonna, it's gonna cut your motivation first of all, yeah. Which is such a bad thing. You see, see, and that's a great point, mm. right? Now, no disrespect to the cheaper guitars out there, but mm. I mean, in today's day and age, a lot of guitars are still made rather well because yeah. you know we've we've gone through the industrial age and mm. you know with mass production in China, things are getting better. Mm. But there are still occasions where you get an El Cheapo guitar. And when the fretwork is not great, when it doesn't sound good, when the action is like 10 feet high, right? It, you, you pointed it out. That's an amazing word. It kills your motivation to learn. And that's such an important thing. Because like, for me, a guitar, right? Mm. You know, when I was working with John, I always say this in any videos, you know, when you buy mm. a guitar, you want to buy a guitar when you put in front, put somewhere in your room, when you woke up, you, you look at the guitar and you say, you want to play a guitar. <laughs> yeah, if 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 not, that's there's no point buying that guitar, man. If you if you continue to pursue the higher budget of the guitar, but it doesn't make you wake up and play a guitar, there's no point. Yeah, man. And I feel like you you gotta buy a great guitar. Mm. And nowadays, like there's 
cheap guitar that looks amazing. Mm. But when you pick up a guitar and it kills your motivation, that's so bad. That's so bad. And people nowadays are like, you know, how much, should, how how much budget should I spend for my kids? You know, mm. parents will ask me that, and I was like, dude, the depends on whether you want your kids to continue to play guitar, man. Yeah and, yeah, and 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 that's a good point. Mm. You know, like uh, like I said, I remember I was I had very supportive parents, mm. and um, the musical journey of mine uh, started very young. And mm. yeah, my first guitar RG two seven zero, right? Which is such a great guitar. Yeah, it, it was a MIG. The only issue was the Floyd Rose. Uh, so whenever you I mean, hate the Floyd Rose, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Floyd Rose fan. For, oh for the guys God. who don't know, I mean, Floyd Rose basically is a floating bridge system. The problem with a floating bridge system is when the string breaks, everything goes out of tune, right? Yeah, when so, the string breaks, you stop playing guitar. Yeah, you so, go on with your life. So, so that's the challenge. I mean, for a first guitar, it was very challenging, mm. right? So, so yeah, I get it. You need to have that motivation, and I like what you said. You must want to feel like I look at my guitar every day. I want to play it. Yeah, you know that gives you the motivation mm. and it makes you want to practice even more. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, man. So, so let's talk about setup, right? Now, in a nutshell, we were speaking a little bit about the kind of setups that mm. you do mm. uh, with Hanson Guitar Works, right? Mm. Now, let's just say you're talking to someone right now who mm. doesn't know anything about guitars, mm. right? In a simple nutshell. Why should I set up my guitar? Okay, f- the main point we point out just now is the very, very important point. You will want to pick up the guitar and you want to play for hours and hours and not stop. Mm. In fact, you want to play, and the more you play, the w- the more you want to continue to play it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like what I said just now. It's like the ten you put in, you want ninety nine to come out. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. put in four hours, and four hours later, you become a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a bad setup. S- there's there's different uh def- different perspective to practice actually. A good setup will help you. Just, just launch you into these new heights mm-hmm. of techniques. Mm-hmm. If it, there's a bad setup, though, mm-hmm. no matter how much you practice, you never feel like you're improving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's super important thing. You need to feel like you're improving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a placebo plus a reality thing. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. to feel like you're improving mm-hmm. to be improved. Mm-hmm. That's why I learned playing a guitar. That's mm-hmm. why I always encourage people to start electric guitars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, just a sidetrack. <laughs> Because it's so hard to press on the acoustic guitars, and acoustic guitar nowadays are still like this. Right out of the factory, they're super high set up. <laughs> so people are always like, you know, if you want to be a good guitarist, start on acoustics. That's correct. And I'm telling you, if you start on acoustic, ten students, ten years later, just like one student still playing, and there will be a very good numbers already. Mm. But if mm. you start on electric guitars, mm. start on ten students, maybe like at the end of the. Ten years, there will be five students still playing, mm-hmm. and the other five students, they are not bad players. They just found something better to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it really comes back to if you started something easy, it propels you to actually reveals your true potentials. Yeah. So when it comes to setup, that's my purpose. I just need you to feel like yourself when you practice your guitars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the technicalities of the guitars has to go away. Has mm-hmm. to go away. Mm-hmm. When you perform on stage, you has to not worry about string breakage, electric electronic going off and all that. Yes. Yeah. You need to feel like you come to a point where you and the guitar are one. And when you express it, that's the guitar sound that you're gonna make out of it. 
Yeah. And the good setup. I mean, I'm making this super philosophical, <laughs> but I I know I this is very super philosophical, but it is true. It is true. You need to come to so much confidence in that guitar, mm. and that's where the good guitar setup comes from. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm yeah. a. Uh, I'm a. I was a touring musician at one point in my life. I've yeah. done. I've, I've done multiple shows, and yeah. you're right. Um, when you're on stage, the only thing you want to think about is playing your guitar, putting your music out there, and mm. performing for the crowd. Yeah. You don't want to worry about anything else. I've had. Yeah. I've had a few incidences of like um, my guitar strap failing on me on stage. Yo, brother. Yeah. I mean, I mean. <sighs> <laughs> you still continue playing, but you're playing on your knees. For example, you're yeah. holding in an uncomfortable position, yeah. and and y- it takes away a little bit of your focus on yeah. the performance it which you're giving the to the crowd. Exactly, and um, I agree. You know, and a guitar setup is a part of that. Mm. And yeah, I mean that's 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 well said. So we talk about guitar setup, lah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I've actually answered a question, now, but you know, let's keep going. Huh? No, no, no. It, <laughs> it, it, it it does make sense. I think yeah. I think that's what you want. Why should you set up the guitar? I think you pointed it out, right? You want to be able to play the guitar for hours. You don't want to think of oh, what might go wrong with the guitar. Mm. You just want to go and experience the best experience you can mm. as a guitarist. Mm. And, and and I get that. You mm, know, mm, yeah. A lot of people tend to um, take guitar setup as a ah, it's not so important, lah. Mm. Well, but actually. You know, if you take a little bit of time, right? You can choose to spend money, send it to a guitar tech. It's easy, mm. or you can choose to learn it on YouTube. Up to you, and you can set it up yourself, which a lot of people do as well. Yeah. But, but yeah, spend some time, have your guitar set up right, and trust me, if you are a guitarist, mm. it will change your life. That's what I think. It will change your life, brother. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's going back to guitar tech, lah. Mm. Being a guitar tech, mm. right? What are the kind of skills or knowledge that you need? For example, to be a successful guitar tech. Hmm. Good question. Um. Again, I'm gonna approach it slightly philosophically because Can. because it's not just the skill, it's the hard posture, and mm. it's it's you need to process not just process. You need to train yourself to be excellent. Mm. Just mm. like anything else, you anybody else in life, you whether you are a doctor or whatever, mm. from the people who pay the least or to the To the occupation that pays the most, you need to have excellence in your work. Mm. Being mm. a guitar tech, first and foremost, you have to have the passion and excellence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What I mean by that is, you can learn anything, but if you don't have the excellence, you won't go far. So, how do you develop the excellence? For me, um, first of all, I really, really like a good guitar. Mm. Second of all. I screw up so many guitars. You won't even understand. <laughs> you won't even know, brother. You have no idea. If you ask John, like, if you see him next time, you ask John, like, he will probably show you the data. Like, I screw up like probably around fifty k or hundred k almost of guitar. You know, yikes, yikes. yikes. <laughs> I have no money to pay him back, but you know, that's what I'm grateful of. You know, um, you just learn how to s- just. But 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 screwing up a guitar is such a great experience because. Mm. You can leave it at just I screw up the guitar. I'm such a failure. But if you have a very good spirit of excellence, you will want to learn how to fix it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got you it. need to learn how to come back mm-hmm. from your failure, and that's a part of uh, the excellence that I'm talking about. So, you know, I can talk about skills all day, but the main thing you need to be excellent in your work. And another point. That I can make out of it is that you look at guitars and you ask yourself, if this is my guitar, 
what would I do to make myself a happier person? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you would do on a guitar. Got it. Got that's, it. Got it. That's all. That's that's why I ask myself every time I set up a guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. This is how I develop my skills, and then the skills come later. The skills come later. So it's all about now. I get it. Passion and, and excellence. excellence. You yeah. know, just make sure that if you have that spirit of wanting to be excellent, of improving yourself yeah. all the time, giving the best to your customers. Yeah, I assume that's that's how that's yeah. the most important skill. Yeah, that you actually, need. think first and foremost, you want to provide the best for yourself first. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. you want to stand in your customer shoe, and so ah. the first thing first, if you want to make yourself happy. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got you it. You want to know it. how you make your customer happy. You make yourself happy. Got first. it. Got it. Yeah. Put yourself in your customer issues yeah. right and imagine that hey i want to make him happy yeah right mm. i get it i get it yeah. you know so let's say you've been doing this business for a while um what are the biggest complexities or challenges that you faced running this business as a guitar tech oh good question um you mean like a biggest hurdle or something mm, like that mm, mm. um for me very luckily um yeah it's been quite quite a good journey okay I was, of course, I still screw up some guitars. The biggest hurdle is screwing up people's guitars <laughs> in this business. That's why sometimes I want to quit because, like, you don't have the money to pay the person back, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the biggest hurdle for me is, is, is how not to screw up somebody's guitar. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you screw up, how do you mm-hmm. come back from it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to come back, like, great. So if you put a dent on a customer's guitar, how do you make it seem like it's no dent? Mm-hmm. And that's a that's the worst few days you ever feel but after that you learn so much more yeah and you yeah. propel your business so i what i have a staff now so oh you do i have one staff okay okay yeah, it's not like really a staff it's just a friend mm. uh when i first interviewed him i would say you know in this business you'll screw up a lot <laughs> and and you know trust me you'll screw up a lot and if you tell me you're not gonna screw up you know please please don't work for me <laughs> and but I encourage you to s- not screw up, but also I encourage you to screw up because that's where you learn the experience. Um, I I heard this quote somewhere. You know, um, the best knowledge you will get mm. is the one you get, not the one that handled you to you in a silver plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can teach you how not to do something, but sometimes, occasionally, if you happen to do it. Please make the most out of it. Yeah, you learn the most from your physical experiences. Yeah, and right? failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my biggest hurdle is my biggest propellers. So, so we talk, we talk about, we talk about the biggest hurdle and things like that, right? But let's talk. Let's go back to your business. Mm. When it comes to like guitar modifications and things like that and setups, right? Mm. What is the like? What is your go-to setup? Or what is the one modification that most of your customers want you to do, or mm. the ones that you prov- that you've done the most in your history of being a guitar tech and servicing guitars? I see. Um, I haven't been in this industry long enough to be known for something, but mm. you know, I take very good pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen his pictures. <laughs> but I would want to be known for my refrets. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. a refret is like a kind of a level of guitar tech where you are like. You know, I'm super proud of this technique. You mm, know, because mm. it takes so much time to do it. And one of the best in the industry is uh, Stephen Chi. Yeah, st- this guy called Stephen okay, Chi. Okay, okay, okay. Um, other than that, uh, Jala did very good effects. Okay. And uh, Guitar Hospital also did very good effects. Um, I've 
done a refret with Jovis once. once. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, so Jovis is very good. He yeah. builds his own guitar. Oh well. yes, he does. Tyrone, yeah. Tyrone guitars. Shout know, out, shout out, shout out. Yeah, so, so good. So yeah. the, the, that's the thing about the industry in Malaysia. Mm. It's if you're in the industry, mm. um, everyone kind of knows everyone, and yeah. and it is. Okay, I believe it's not a toxic industry. Mm. I think we try to help each other out yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. Some people take advantages of other people's good grace sometimes, mm. but it's actually a very supportive industry. Yeah, I feel like our guitar community has been super good. Mm. It's it's like a good, very good in, in industrial example to all the other industries. Yeah, I mean for a community to grow, for industry to grow, you need to support each other. Mm. You can't come out. As a monopoly, at the end of the day, you never, you never take this industry and grow as a monopoly. You have to grow as a community. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What was the question again? No, no, we, no. Perfect. We were just yeah. we were just talking about the uh, specific guitar modifications. What's the okay. number one thing that people normally ask you to do or yeah. that you do very well? You're talking yeah. about how you want to be known as the guy who can refret. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For me, I'm really proud of my refret right right now. Mm. And I want to be known by it, but at the same time, uh, this is why I talk about like what's the another thing, another difficulties of the industry is like mm. there's only so much about a guitar that you can be known of. Mm. The next big thing is refinishing. Mm. Oh uh, yes. Okay. The if you are more passionate about guitar than anybody else, the next big thing is making a good sounding pickups. You know. Mm. Mm. So there's not actually a lot of things about a guitar that you be, can be known of. Mm. Mm. But for mm. my level, I will want to be known for refrets. All right. Yeah. But All that's right. the one of actually the biggest hurdle of the industry. It's like you can be only as good as these three things, you know? <laughs> And once you are super good at these three things, be other people will catch up. No. Like, you forgot one more thing. Once you're super good, you build a guitar lah. Oh, that's the ultimate level, right? And Building once, a yo, guitar. Yo, brother. Okay, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> that's that's the final level. You know, I, I I once I've known after the whole pickup phase, right? Then I start building guitars, and next thing you know, you become hopefully a household brand like a Gibson or a Fender. I mean, yo. that would be the dream of anyone, right? Yeah. I I I would think that so. would be the dream. Actually, that would be anybody's any guitar tech's dream. Actually, um, but honestly, when you are that level, then you are competing with. The whole world. Yeah, like like in in Malaysia, you've already got. I mean, you've got the uh, established. Yeah, you've got quite a few established brands that's out there. Mm. Uh, back in the day, was the uh, Malaysian Guitar Institute, Guitar Institute Guitars. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Hilks, I think H I L C S. Hilks. Yeah. There, there, there are a lot of brands and out there. And acoustic guitar as well. I I already forgot who's the famous luthiers, but yeah, yeah, yeah that we 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 actually in Malaysia yes. we have a lot of very good acoustic luthiers. Not yeah. not the famous ones who has shops and things like. That. No, I'm talking mm. about people who build guitar from scratch. We yeah, I mean I will have him on the show one day. Yeah, uh, please. I, Have him on the show. I I, I I forgot his name, but he actually saved uh, a guitar of mine that was, I mean, the neck was just going a different direction, no. and so so yeah, that that's a different skill altogether. Mm-hmm. Do do you do acoustic guitars? I do very basic level of acoustic guitars, like okay. very basic level of pro setup. So I I'm an electric guitar player, so mm-hmm. I will. The main focus of my mar- marketing is electric guitars, mm-hmm. so I don't want to constantly get acoustic guitars, you know, all the so time. S- This is not my passion. So speaking of marketing, right, bro? Mm. How do you market yourself right now? What are the tools that you're using to put your name out there? Uh, okay, so for now, I've been sup- super like gams up because like I didn't spend a lot of money in marketing. So what I would do is I would go to all the free platforms and just put myself out there, like 
like for example like Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll put my service as a sales item mm, mm. and then I'll build a Facebook page I'll build an Instagram page I'll now I have a Shopee page oh no way dude really yeah and I have a carousel page okay yeah, I, yeah I, basically I've seen the carousel just, page just use all the sh- free platforms and put myself out there and honestly it works very well yeah yeah, yeah. so I for a short period of time I did try to promote myself using like uh, small bucks in Facebook but mm. in return you know, the customers are not really good <laughs> well hopefully this podcast can help a little bit lah, yeah lah. yeah yeah please please <laughs> please yeah but yeah I've been so far I've been trying to push the boundaries of you know try to like not use money and see how much the result yeah, you can yeah, get out yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do the best you can yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean soon enough I will try to I'm uh, pretty sure I'll pay money, but for now, this I'm still feeling is very good, you know, method of marketing now. Okay, yeah. okay. So, do you feel that most of your customers they come back either because they are loyal or you know, do you find word of mouth to spread, you know, your services? Do you feel that works as well? I feel all methods works. Uh, mm. Nowadays, to be very very honest, I haven't been posting quite well. Mm. I haven't been posting like six months, brother. So if you run an online shop, if you don't post, like you're basically dead. Mm, mm, mm. But still, like the word of mouth, uh, or in my world, I would say the grace of God, man. Mm. You know, the, the business just keep coming. No, oh, that's that's good, man. I mean, super good. I mean, I I send my guitars to so many techs, right? Mm. Because I I actually like to um, you know have a feel of how other people deem what is a good service for them and you've touched two of my guitars mm. and yeah man I mean I uh, I was just telling we were just jamming earlier and I'm like wow you know it feels great to the touch I enjoy mm. what oh, you've done it. so honestly Hanson thanks buddy oh, so speaking it. speaking of guitars right what guitar brands that you've touched before lah, you find is the most like easiest to set up or is set up the best out of the factory oh brother <laughs> You got you got to me into a bad position, man. Um, I love sirs, no doubt. Yeah, but you, you're paying twenty thousand ringgit. That's a that's a but though. That's a but though. Uh, sirs are such a good embodiment of what excellence is, mm. from mm. top to bottom, from the design to setup mm. to uh, technicalities to mm. the workmanship. Everything mm. is a a gold standard of excellence. Mm. But I would say it's music man, brother. Really? Yeah. Like off the shelf. Super good. Yeah. Any of the music men I've touched mm. has no problem with setup whatsoever. You'll never hear like I've heard it once, but uh, like the trash rock broken. But other than that, you know, you'll never hear like you know the screw like worn out. You never electronics know. though. I mean, I mean, oh, I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. <laughs> You're getting to a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Okay, look, look. I don't own the music man, but to all the music man owners out there, you know what I'm talking about. Like John Petrucci's, or uh, John Petrucci's <laughs> specifically. But other than that, though, other than that, yeah. I mean, like the Axis. I play some of the Axis. Mm. I've played the uh, 25th anniversary. Uh, Ernie Ball Music Man model mm. and it's it's an axis model uh, mm. shape mm. Mm. and it's my favorite guitar to play now till okay. now okay I mean and, I and I'm gonna tell you it's nickel frets it's, uh, it's, it's no digital uh, not uh, it's, it's uh, passive pickups mm. Mm. but it's just so glorious and it it's one of those guitars that you know if I own it brother I will abandon my business I'll play guitar full time <laughs> 
you know, people ask me, how do you eat, brother? No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my guitar, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I play the tone, it just comes out to my nose, like you yeah, know? it's just like a fragrance, brother. It's like oh, somebody like, like burning incense on the altar, man. Oh, well, but man. yeah, but other than that, it's sir, man, sir, is good. All right, so I mean. I've never played a music man before, mm. so looks like uh, I got to put that on my bucket list, lah. If you happen that. to find a twenty fifth anniversary, just go look for that person. Just back, you know. Can can you <laughs> give me just like give two, me two hour, minutes, bro? <laughs> two, oh, two hours. Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, dude. I yeah. mean, that's that's perfect. So, what are your future plans? You know, for yourself um, in this business. Okay, I'm very passionate about this whole guitar tech things, but mm-hmm. at the same time. I will want to build something for myself. I actually very passionate about making videos. Uh, it's just that I dread editing videos. <laughs> I dread. I really dread. When I turn up the Premiere Pro, I want to go to sleep, brother. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to build a YouTube good YouTube channel. All right. All yeah, right. and consistent contents. Mm. Uh, but I never got a chance to do it. It's just that because you know, I never got the motivation to edit videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why I want to try to combine. You know, I want to do this guitar tech thing, and at the same time, get YouTube to market for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also apart from that, you know, I'm a guitarist my own, so I want to share my guitar knowledge in a separate YouTube channel. So I really want to start this YouTube channel thing. Yeah, man, hey, go that's my future. Go for it, man. Like, future. I mean, take take for example, this podcast, right? Like, I was mm. like, one day I just sat down, like, you know what, just, <coughs> let's just do this for fun. Yeah. And next thing you know, I've got like eight, nine guests in uh, as of the recording yeah. of the show. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, please you know? continue doing it, bro. Yeah, and, it's and, so and, it's, and, and it's fun. You know, you get to talk to different people. You yeah. get to learn what motivates them. And honestly, I've learned so much from the people that I've spoken to, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were talking yes. about the importance of excellence. Yeah. Right? And, and that's something that I will take with me. Like, if you want to do something, make sure you're excellent at it, right? Yeah. So so that 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 makes sense to me. Mm. You know, we, we spoke a little bit about the guitarist side. We've, we've spoken a lot on the guitar tech mm, stuff, mm, right? Mm. So let's talk about the guitar side of things, yeah, right? Please. Steve Vai influenced you, right? Um, currently, uh, any guitarist, um, you know, influencing your style of play or who are you listening to right now? Um, okay. To be honest, I didn't really practice that much. Now, this compared to before, mm. but Marcos Foggy, brother. Do you know that guy? Oh, bro, I'm going to YouTube him after this. He's like, he's like, a better vo- oh no offense but better <laughs> version of a John Petrucci brother really oh, yeah people are gonna kill me we, I, I can feel we like just we just watched John Petrucci live a few yo, months ago right that's true at Zap KL uh, he uh, Dream Theater came down to mm. KL right so good he is so clean you know so I mean I don't want to talk about the sound system of the show I think the guitar was a little bit too loud right but oh. but his tone and the way he plays is so clean so clean it's like it's like you put the notes in your MIDI and then you play it, brother. <laughs> you get it, right? Yeah. yeah it's, so clean. It's crazy. And you're telling me this other what's his name? This other guitarist? Uh Marcos Froggy. I'm gonna send you a link. Yeah, send me a link, dude. You know, I'll, I'll, and I'll put the link in the description for you mm. guys to check out yeah. as well. But basically he's like very inspired by John Petrucci. But in the same time, he's Italian. So mm. he's got that Italian I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> Italian accent brother, and that Italian groove to it. And that just elevates the technicality of a uh, uh, guitar shred solo elevates it you know. <laughs> alright man so yeah. I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to check it out yeah, what? this is my reason uh, inspiration what yeah. what gear are you using at the moment um, currently I'm I'm very proud of using Ashi guitars mm. uh, guitar hospital Ray, mm. Ray Akira mm. uh, mm. I love I adore that guitars 
I love a 24 fret Floyd Rose guitar. Yeah, I'm opposite, brother. Floyd Rose. So sorry. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I come from that Steve Vai background and mm. I really like a classy, mm, you don't have to have the, the, uh, the monkey grip. Mm. And mm. just a 24 fret, very nice playing, uh, just very classy, like a Guthrie Govan guitar. All right. You know, another big inspiration. Like shout the out big to Ray for show guitars. Yeah. She guitars. Yeah. yeah, sh yeah, yeah shout super, out to Ray, man. Super mm. good. Yeah. I have that as my main guitars. Um, but the gear wise though, I've sold all my pedals. I'm not a pedal guy anymore. All right. Even though at one point I does a uh, pedal board setup mm. and that discouraged me even more. <laughs> yeah, I would never want to go back to my world, brother. You know, you really unplug the pedal and plug back in and then sometimes you'll show like you, your sound goes out and you wonder why know, and bro. there's like 20 cables to patch check. Patch cables, bro, patch cables. No, man, not for me, brother. <laughs> I'd rather trust MacBook, brother. So now I have uh, a laptop rig I use a Lenovo laptop mm -hmm. I got all the pirated uh, Neuro DSPs I mean, oh, I'm mean, so sorry but I mean, uh, yeah, right. you, he, he got some Neuro DSP uh, Let's yeah, yo, yo, yeah. So uh, I'm assuming Pliny, Gojira I have Gojira and Cory Wong oh, Cory Wong, Cory Wong. Yeah, So yeah. Cory Wong is like my clean tones My mm. uh, church tones mm. uh, Gojira is like all the rest Yeah we, we I mean in the studio here We actually use the Gojira tones So, so we, good. We, we love it you know? So good No issue with latency when you play live? No, no Not okay. at all not Okay at that's all. good That's good Yeah it's almost instantaneous uh, I would say sometimes it's faster actually because actually if you think about it the technicality I won't bore you with it but mm. actually uh, if you play guitar this way you put it into an interface with a 10 foot mm. cables mm. it actually plays faster than Panabot okay I mean we'll have we'll, we'll have to fact check you on that yeah you know, yeah you we'll go, check it go out. ahead and check it out yeah but I'm running through a Moto M2 interface okay okay which is known by super low latency so, anyway, so you know. everything goes to the PA Right, and then you're and you're monitoring yourself through the moni on stage monitors, uh? Yes. Okay, simple, simple enough. Super simple. There's no patch cable. <laughs> you got the cable to the interface, uh? Yep. <laughs> if anything screw up, is that one cable? One cable. I just dude. have to check one cable, brother. <laughs> or in fact, I just have to check three cables with because there's a stereo out of yeah. the interface. Yeah, but I just, no, anything. <laughs> I just have three cables, brother. So it's so it's simple. So, so simple. So in terms of you as a guitarist, right? Mm. Like, um, you know, what kind of gigs and jobs uh, that you're doing as a guitarist right now? Um, I uh, I really love demoing guitars. Oh, nice. Because it goes back to the point where I, I really love my own time. Mm. So I I I would love to session for people, but I would love even more to demo a guitars where I sit by myself and just just study that guitar okay. and then just learn what it is to bring how how to bring out the best of the guitar and record a song out of it and have you have you demoed any guitars oh so i've demoed quite a lot of guitars i demo like some chords from guitar stores yeah 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 and uh, i demo uh gel guitars yeah actually. i yeah. i had a chord um the Les Paul, the 280 SP, I think it's Yo. called. It comes with, uh, what do you call it? JB and Jazz pickups. Oh. Bro, that thing is hot rodded like you wouldn't believe, man. Yeah, brother. For the price, it's amazing. It's you amazing. Know? Gotta guitar go store, call me up. Yeah, gotta go try it out, brother. <laughs> yeah. Some chords, uh, some JL guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah that, that's about it. But yeah. I, I did like mainly this too, but a lot of it. All right, yeah. man. All right. Yeah. So, so, so you're looking at the world of demoing guitars, trying to bring mm. the best out of the guitar. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. I mean, hey, look, honestly, it's, it's been a good session today. Mm. Uh, I think uh, before we end, you, before we end, we got to talk about some fun stuff, right? I've prepared yeah. some fun questions. All right. Come on, show me. Okay, what guitarist 
would you like to have a drink with? Doesn't matter if it's alive or dead lah, right? And why? And what would you discuss about? Okay, so let's let's go through my main inspiration. Uh, Gatri Gowan, Steve I, mm. Ma- Matthias Sato. Now, oh, of course, Ma- now Marco. Mm. Um, the one guy I want to sit down and drink with is Steve I, brother. <laughs> Not because of you know I won't sit down and discuss guitar with him. But he's such a like a philosophical guy. I get it, dude, and and and, and I see that from you. So you also yeah. quite philosophic, you know. Yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> I learned it from the guy, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to just sit down and have a have a good lunch with him and just talk about everything, like everything in the brain. All right. Yeah, man. not the guitar though, not yeah. the guitar. Yeah, because if you think about it, like all the other guitars, they are not really philosophical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get but it. Steve Idol, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's he's got this mind. I'm just yeah. looking for a good quality time. Real you know, I, I I don't know I I don't know if you were around, but many many years ago, I actually watched uh, G3 came G3 to Malaysia. G3 brother. So I watched What? Steve Vai, I watched Eric Johnson, and I watched uh, Satriani live. Oh my god! I mean, no disrespect to all the guitarists, but Eric Johnson, for me, amazing. I know, his, I know, his brother. I know, brother. His tone. His fingers and his string skipping, phrasing, uh, big words. I know if you're not if you're a non-guitarist, but yeah, brother. For me, Eric Johnson is just one of those guys. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, I I love Eric Johnson. I started with, of course, the the Lovey Dovey, Chris Odover lah. Bro, if you're a guitarist. <laughs> That is the one, the fourth dimension. Uh, if you can count team clips of Dover, uh, you're there. You're there already, brother. So speaking of skills, right? Um, as a guitarist, what's your one go-to skill when it comes to playing? What's your favorite thing to do? Okay, um, I would like to be fluent in all, but currently but the I, one skill, the, what's one, the one skill. Okay, the one skill I find it super easy to do, but everybody struggles with it is hybrid picking. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm one of those people. <laughs> I have no idea how God did this to me, but like, I think I started out learning like picking like usual people, and then I started playing Matthias Sato stuff. Yes, yes. And then I try to combine this, one pick one fingers like, <laughs> it's like just work like a magic. And everybody's like, how do you do that, man? How do you picking? How do you do that? But I don't know, man. Oh man. Yeah. I mean that that's awesome. I mean for me. The challenge I find is uh, hybrid picking and sweep picking. These are the two biggest challenges oh for me. But for I me, if there's one thing that I will do a hundred times, right? If there's, if there's one thing I'm known for when I'm performing live, is my pinch harmonics. Oh. I'm not I'm not Zach Wild, but my pinch harmonics is my trademark. Come on, <laughs> and you know what I find really very fun about hybrid picking is because I struggle with sweeping like my entire life. I still struggle with it. You get it right? Yeah. <laughs> And to counter it, I hybrid pick exactly because, because I got, because I got <laughs> more fingers, <laughs> bro. I'm gonna practice this later. Yo. So let's say if you could design a guitar, right? What kind of guitar would you design, and what brand would you call your guitar? Okay, first of all, you know I'm a 24 fret Royals. <laughs> so in a world full of strats <laughs> and Les Pauls. Uh. I would want to be known for a 24 fret Floros guitar, man. Alright. Yeah. What's the brand going to be called? You know what? That's the one thing I struggle a lot. Because there is a guitar brand out there called Hansen Guitars. Got that? Yeah. Oh. But it's a H-A-N-S-E-N. Oh, okay. And okay, it's okay. another strap builders. Okay. So how so is he not known for a 24 <laughs> fret, brothers? Yeah. If not, I'll partner him, I'll partner him up, man. I'll invite, like to invest in your company, brother. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know how to call my... Maybe like... Grace guitars, oh, <laughs> bro, that's good. Grace guitars, nah, man. Just right out of my brain, but uh, <laughs> I might change later. But you know, it's cool. Okay, so let's say lah, these three guitarists, I'm going to call them mm. for a guitar yeah, rock off challenge. Come on, all right. <coughs> Who would win? Okay, the first one we just spoke about Steve I, all right. 
Mateus Asato which you like hmm. Eric Johnson hmm. if these three on stage guitar rock off who will win brother only can choose one super hard decision you know why I'll, I'll, I'll say Mateus Asato hmm. you know why because this is a rock off challenge hmm. I feel like you know all three of them they rock hmm. but they rock in different styles hmm. and I hmm. feel like the circular rock image we have Matthias Asato man if you see his performance with Ben Camino mm. he's like that charisma the charisma like of the Holy Spirit of rock upon him brother do you see him like his legs spread wide and then <laughs> yes, no I mean I mean honestly yeah that's, was, that's the definition of rock I was bro. introduced to Matthias Asato a few years ago mm. um, there's this song one song that I can play uh, one song yeah. it's called Bluesy Wednesday right okay I, I think oh that is one of Asato's most beautiful work like the way he hits the strings there's so much of emotion I mean look if you're a non-musician you won't get it you right? won't get it I, I, but I don't know I mean I hope you get it as a non-musician but as a musician when you just close your eyes and you listen you yeah. feel the tension of each note going to each note and yeah. I mean it's good to speak to you because you get it you I know? get it <laughs> dude because no the thing is I w- he, he's got the both extremes super well he's able to rock out a metal song like crazy mm. And he's kind of he can he can go back to his room and sit down and play those like tear jerking melodies. Yeah, brother. yeah, yeah. And you know, um, because he's a big influence, he's super influenced by uh, Megadeth, brother. Huh? Yeah. Okay, Marty Friedman, Megadeth. Uh, which which guitarist influenced him? I you think know? I think the the uh, the uh, the Brazilian one. Um, the Ibanez artist. I forgot. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll add that in the description later. Super, we'll put it. <laughs> super big influence on Megadeth. So. I'm not, if it comes to Megadeth, I think Friedman, Marty Friedman, right, is just next level. His his note selection, the scales that he uses. Another guy that perfects his voice, bro. Like just like Steve Vai. When you heard Steve Vai, it's Steve Vai. When you heard Marty Friedman, yeah, exactly. exactly. You you know his note selections, right? It's got this like Middle Eastern Turkish or whatever, but you know that's yeah. So so that that's that I think should be the dream of every guitarist out there. Mm. Where you know what, you just close your eyes. The guys, you hear his song, you know oh. That's the vibe. Mm. Like, like for me, Eric Johnson, from the tone and the playing, you know that's Eric yeah. Johnson, and that's that's what you want to achieve. Hopefully, yeah. as a guitarist yeah. one day. Eric Johnson right. tone is so important. Yeah, yeah. So, I get it. all right. So, <coughs> last last question uh, is all right. I mean, I ask everyone this question, lah, yeah. Okay, Please. what are the three best things for you to eat, oh. and where can we get them? Oh, brother, uh, I'm, I'm a foodie, bro. So I have to ask you this wow. question. You threw me off, brother. Um. Uh, I'm a big ramen guy, brother. Ramen? Uh? Do you? Do you? Do where, you? Where, so where you can okay, ramen? So, so for the Malays out there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the pork ramen is the ramen. So. Okay, where? Where? But if you are Malay, um, I know many people don't like this, but I really like ramen Serokya. Serokya, the chicken ramen in yeah, Damansara. Uptown. Uptown, yes, I yeah. know, I know. It's but good. if you are non Malays and you want the best taste in your mouth, uh, go Kambe ramen. All right, so you've got ramen number one. What's yeah. number two? Oh my god! I think everything else is like the flat. I'll say, man. Um, <laughs> I love burgers. Okay, where's your best burger? I just had this conversation. Where's your best burger? Okay, Ramly Burgers right outside my house. <laughs> if you want, done, bro. If Ramly you want, burger. if you want, you just um come to my house and I'll I'll make you a lunch. I'll make you a dinner. <laughs> um, but the best burgers I've eaten so far uh. probably has to be Five Guys. 
Uh, okay, well, I mean, I had the same discussion with another guest uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. I am not a Five Guys fan. You're I, not. You're not. I okay. mean, um, personally, I, I feel that okay. Put the price aside, lah. Right, I spent sixty ringgit for lunch, but Brother. but honestly, for what I paid or putting the the price aside, I think there are better burgers out there. But no disrespect, mm. Five Guys. I'm going to go again and eat. But all right, so you've got you know, Five Guys. The Five Guy thing is, you need to go up Genting and have wine. Oh, Genting! I, I went to Pavilion. Cold, oh, okay, the okay. cold weather. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go to Genting instead. But other than that, you know the the second one is Spades Burger. You yeah, Spades, Spades, Spades. Yeah, yeah. So Spades what's your what's the third one? What's the last one? Brother, uh, you're making me. Bro, I'm now I'm hungry. <laughs> you're hungry, man. Um, aglio olio burger. Oh, nice. Yeah. A nice simple aglio olio pasta. Where can we get this? Okay, so the funny thing is, I got my best introduction, best impression uh, through this shop called Sis and Co. In Kayu Ara, okay, Kayu Ara, Sis yeah. and Co. Alright, Sis and Co. Uh, sis sister, sister, okay, Sis okay. and Co. But they renovate the shop. They change the name. Mm. I don't know whether it's still Sis and Co. In the core. Mm. Uh, but last time I went there, uh, they changed the name. And when I try out the Aglio Onio, doesn't really taste the same anymore. <laughs> so, brother, I don't know whether I still like Aglio Onio anymore, man, brother. Uh, Alright, man. But I'm still in search of the best aglio. All right, so guys, if you do any ugly olios, just let Hanson know. Please let la. me know. Follow me in Instagram, please. All right, so, so shameless plug. No problem. So, <laughs> so yeah, speaking of shameless plug, we're going to plug you now. So me. I mean, I mean, I mean, Hanson. Uh, end of the day, right? I mean, again, thank you so much for being here oh, today. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Hey, most welcome. And honestly, I I learned quite a bit about you know you as a person, what motivates you, and you know what a guitar tech really does. I appreciate you know. Um, so let's say if you want, if you know, you want people to contact with you or connect with you or want to learn more about. You know, inquiring about your guitar tech services mm. or about you as a guitarist. So, how can people contact you? Okay, two main ways. Uh, just go to my Instagram. Uh, my tag super simple. Hanson is me. <laughs> how can you screw that up? <laughs> Hanson is me. Okay, there's no other Hanson. Okay, oh, there are. Um, Facebook. Uh, just type in uh, Hanson Guitar Works. All right, Hanson Guitar Dash Works. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, we'll link everything on the description. Yeah, so, I'll give you all so yeah. Again, thanks for being here, Hanson. Appreciate uh, it. I really so, thankful for having me. Here. Hey, most welcome, buddy. And uh, guys, thank you for uh, you know staying on and listening to this episode. Till the next episode, have a good one, guys. This is Amil Khan from Find the Real, where I believe everyone has a story. Catch you next time. Peace. Have a good day.